This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Delivery just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required, points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Favourite podcast platform or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. Start with Chris, add a dash of sport, squeeze in some music, then shake, don't stir. And you've got the ultimate blend, LTID, with your host, Chris. Hello, how the devil are you all? Welcome along. Uh, this is LTID TV. Oh, God, too many letters. It's like we're in America. Um, anyway, good evening, good morning, good afternoon, good day, goodbye. Hello, welcome along. Uh, new new era. Uh, do you know what? I think he's quite lucky. I think he is starting off with a... Well, a free hit, to be honest with you. Let us know what you think. Get in the chat now. Let us know your thoughts on the return of Shaky and Smithies at the wheel. Um, we are live now on Facebook, YouTube and Twitter. And for those of us that are listening, uh, thank you so much for lending me your ears. We are available on all the major podcast platforms. Or just ask your smart speaker to play the podcast, Lester, till I die. Look, he's my wise old owl. Um, some call him just you know, half of that, which is a tweet. Uh, I think it's a tweet that they called him. But let's find out. Craig, good evening, sir. Good evening to you, Chris. Good evening, everyone. I'm seeing you're, you're a member of the Wu-Tang Clan now. Is that right? Apparently so, yes. I've absolutely no idea, but I just love the colours. Uh, so Say no more. It means something. It means something, I'm sure. Uh, well, now, but, you're uh, a, now that you're a lady of leisure... Well, indeed, uh, indeed. Um, you, know, you, you can uh, you, you can wear what you want without answering to anyone, Chris. <laughs> I can, I can, um, except obviously uh, my adore in public. Yes. <laughs> well, the public, I don't know how adoring yeah. they are. Let's not push it, eh? <laughs> um, how are you feeling? New, new start? Um, I think as the week's gone on, and obviously before we've kicked off, you know, I'm I'm feeling more and more positive. I think I've enjoyed yeah. 
seeing what I've seen out of the training ground. I've seen people laughing and joking, which we haven't seen for a while. You know, the, the, mm. the club often release video footage from, from training sessions or whatever. You know, you don't see a lot of people laughing and joking around there, um, or you haven't done in recent weeks and months. So, uh, so it's been good. I think, you know, I, th I think the fact that they brought three in, I think I said this the other night when they were appointed, mm. I think if it was just Dean Smith it, it, and you're getting one voice, but you're still getting all the coaches, not a lot's changed. But the, the fact that you've got three in there, I think... Yeah. Uh, will make all the difference. You know, they can bounce off each other as well. You know, they can play good cop, bad cop. You can do all this. I always I always find it strange when you you get rid of a manager, but then a lot of the backroom team then take over because the messaging is still the same. It's the same voices that you're hearing from day to day. Yeah. But I think with these three coming in, you know, and, and a, a good mix really, isn't it? You've got, okay, Dean Smith hasn't had the greatest of successes at the last couple of clubs. Neither had Ranieri, you know, if we're going to say that. Um, Shakespeare knows it, knows the club, knows the people and can provide that link between players and the board. And there's there's been a bit of a detached there. You, you, you get the feeling that the board of, of almost, whether they've wanted to distance themselves, but they seem more distant this time. And then you've got John Terry, who probably most people can't stick but you would imagine from a player's perspective, he's going to command a bit of respect because he's been there and done it and worn the kit. There's a, there's a lot of rumours been going round and purely it has to be said um, on on Twitter uh, mm. about John Terry and Danny Ward's wife. Uh, but I think it's just devilment, to be honest with you. I mean, of it is. Yeah. let's not... You know, I, I didn't want Jesse Marsh. I've got to be honest with you. I think, mm. I think we missed one there, thank God. But... Um, had he come, we've got to give him a chance, you know. And let's be honest with you, our defence has been pretty shite. I think, mm. I think our set piece coach certainly ended up. I think we left him in Qatar because we've, we've never uh, been good since we came back. But whatever you say about John Terry, he's been there, seen it, got the t-shirt, and our defence needs all the help he can get at the moment. In fact, I'm tempted to say, John, re-register and put a shirt on. Well, yeah, well, to be honest, I'd be very surprised and a little bit disappointed if he didn't turn up on day one wearing the full Leicester kit anyway. Um, <laughs> you know. I know, I'll give you that. I'm going to give you that one, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I even thought of that. That is, yeah. already we've got the comment of the show. That's not going to be better. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he's got to command respect. Those defenders are going to look up to him. Uh, yeah. And you would think, and from what you know, I, I expected a lot of Villa fans to be sort of you know slagging us off for taking taking that team together. But it's been pretty mixed, to be honest. There's quite a few people, you know, been saying fairly positive things, and and what positive things that um, that John Terry came to the club, how he managed to be a really positive uh, influence on Jack Grealish, uh, and sort of got him to knuckle down and, and sort of, you know, tell him what it takes to be a yeah. professional footballer. Um, so I think with the three of them, I think there's there's a lot of positives. I think it's a shame that we've gone Man City. I, you know, it may turn out to be a great first game for them, but it would have been nice, I think, for us to have had a home game for these three to, to get their first game and, and get the crowd behind them. But uh, I, I'm hoping that as long as it's not 
you know, some horrific scoreline that the crowd will be with them next week and uh, and we can kick on from then. I mean, when you look at Dean Smith, um, you know, he he basically got Grealish to do what Maguire did, which was to sign a new contract so that they would we would get some money, something that it appeared mm. Brendan couldn't do with Yuri. Um, yeah. And when you, you know look look at where he's been, he got a club that was how oh, there was something like eight points adrift or something at the bottom, and he got them almost into the playoffs at Walsall. Yeah. He really did well. Um, he then obviously went to Brentford. Now mm-hmm. we can all praise um, uh, Franks to, to the, you know, Thomas Franks to high heaven but it's a bit like Ranieri you you know you've got to come in and take something over and he left I mean I think it was was it three seasons of playoffs or something he took them to um so if we go down he's got that experience and Villa let's not you know he did keep them up all right you could Mm -hmm. argue how it happened but um that, that you know he did at the end of the day keep them up and Norwich yeah, all right. You could argue that they were probably down anyway, and, and mm. he didn't have the players there um, at all because they never buy many players when they come up. But um, they were fifth when he when they sacked him. Yeah, I mean, you know, not every manager is going to work at every club. Otherwise, everyone would just stay in the jobs forever, you know, and no one would ever have any success. Mm. Sometimes, you know, unless you're you're elite level. You're going to have clubs where it just doesn't work. You know, the same with players. You know, players don't become bad players. They just go to a club and for some reason, whether it's the mix of players they're playing with, whether it's the tactics of the team, whether the manager tries to change the way they play, it just doesn't work. Mm. And then they'll move on and it it works again. So I think we've got to be fair and give the guy a chance. And as I say, and I think it was really wise, whether it was him insisting that he brought those two, whether it was our management team, our owners, or whatever, who insisted that, that they wanted that as a package, you know, I think it's uh, I think it's turned out probably as well as it could have done. I think so. I think a hundred percent. I'm just going to say hello to Gokwan, who's coming uh, Thunder Road, or aka Gokwan. Chris wearing a Wu Tang Clan uh, baseball top, uh, an OAP wearing Wu Tong <laughs> instant thumbs up from me. So all I want, Thunder, is all I want. Um, OAP, how dare you? I'm not actually an OAP. It's, let's just get this right before we go. It's early retirement I've taken. Not o, not an OAP. It's a choice. It's a yet. lifestyle choice. It is exactly, exactly, Craig. Thank you for that. Um, I mean, yes, when you look at what we could have had. I mean, I mean, Jesse Marsh, I'm sorry. I mean, you know, he has got an ego that his talents cannot, you know, match up to that guy, you know. Um, I mean, the Mercury did, well, a big headline, the reasons why Jesse Marsh turned down Leicester. It was nothing to do with Leicester. It was all about Southampton. Um, but I'm sorry. Do you want I me? Mean, you should just be lucky you get another jobs. Um, and uh, Potter... I think we've got to accept that if Potter, if we don't stay up, we're not going to get Potter anyway. Uh, I don't think uh, so. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I'm still a little bit on the fence on that. Anyway, to be honest, hmm. you know, I, I think, 
I think he's uh, I think he's a good coach. I think he takes a little bit of time to get his team uh, playing. But, you know, yeah, very good possession. But, you know, is he is he a little bit much of the same as what we've just got rid of, to be honest? Yeah. Um, yeah. There's similar moulds to me, similar mould of, of manager. And I'm not yeah. sure, particularly now, that's what we need. No, no, quite right. Um, and do you think, I mean, it has helped that Dean Smith has got shaky with him, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Um, and I saw, you know, what I liked about Dean Smith as well, when I first saw his first interview, the, um, what he was saying sort of rang true, you know, that he was, he'd was he already noticed some of the issues that we'd got. And he was talking about the fact that we need to transition through the pitch a lot quicker than we have done, you know, and, and recognising the fact that, you know, if you dilly-dally around on uh, on the ball at the back, teams get back into shape. So you have to move the ball quickly through the phases of the pitch. Mm. You know, we've all been sitting watching that, knowing that that's what needed to be done. Yet Brendan never really instilled that in the players to move it on quickly. No. Thunder, I'm a, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, an honorary OAP, let's put it that way. Uh, Terry's agreeing with Craig twice tonight. But yeah, we could, we could, be, we could be striking up a new bromance okay. here. TM is in, uh, and I've got to say, TM, welcome along. It's been a while. Nice to have you back. Spurs mm. fans are so prickly. Uh, <laughs> this is true. I, um, I, 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 uh, I put a post out earlier uh, in um, in Jess because I read that Spurs were putting together a package for James Madison. So I put out you know, a, a thing saying, but the guy has ambition and wants to win more trophies. So why would he choose Spurs? Spurs couldn't win a jerk-off in a strip club. Um, to which I got a reply, and surprisingly the, a Spurs fan in, which is probably where they would find most of their historic trophies, he's got bigger than you or will pay more than you. Can, uh, you can just the football hierarchy when you know your place, these things are easy to accept. I mean, when have, anyway, I'm sorry, when are Spurs a bigger club? They've got a bigger stadium, yes. They've got, um, uh, uh, possibly you could argue they've got a bigger fan base. They also get a bigger list of managers that turn them down than we do. Was it nine turn them down before, uh, <laughs> um, what's he called from Wolves took over? Yeah, him. Yeah. Him who disappeared, um, yeah. Can't even remember his name. That's no, how effective no. he was. So I mean, yeah, you're a bigger club than us. Nine managers it took you to get one, mate. Yeah, that's how big Spurs are. So Ben, if you watch it, which I doubt you are, put yourself in it. But TM loves having you in. It is nice to have you here. Um, Scott is in. Good evening, Scott. How are you? Welcome along. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, like I was saying, I think I think bringing Shaky along obviously has made it a lot more easier. But I think I think we could have done a lot worse, to be honest with you. Yeah. And I, I'm I'm still I'm still annoyed that there was no we sacked Rogers with no plan in mind as to who was going to take over because mm-hmm. if you run a business well. And all right, you know, you can say, well, tops in America, in Thailand, he didn't know what was going on. Well, he's got people there, Rudkin, Whelan, Neville, that should have been keeping involved. And if I was him, I'd be looking at those three and saying, what the fuck were you doing? Why weren't you telling me how shit it was? Now, 
you 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 got to be honest, Greg. At the start of the season, it started to go wrong. We were lucky last season, and the fact that we ended up eighth was a complete. It did not sum the season up at all. But we did get to a European semi final. But with that start, there should have been somebody ringing the alarm bell, going, "Maybe we just need to get a few names on a bit of paper." You you would have thought so. I mean. Who who knows whether they they had or not? To be honest, I don't think anybody from the club is going to come out and say we didn't have a plan B or we we weren't doing anything in the background. It may be that they had got plans, but the worse it got, those players, you know, like that famous meme of uh, uh, of Homer Simpson moving backwards into the hedge. <laughs> that a lot of managers, a lot of managers were starting to do that. You know, the the the, the more. Uh, a precarious our position looked, then managers would start taking a step backwards because they know if they're coming and signing a long contract and can't get us out of it, then they're down in the championship as well. So, you know, I'd like to think that we were better than that, that we did have some uh, plans, but those managers just, you know, distanced themselves. And that's usually done through agents and God knows what these days. Yeah. It's rare that you start the start a process. You know, and these things never come out fully. No, no, know? and they never will. They never yeah. will. It's just this sort of this no. mutual. Everybody's sort of hiding. But oh, Rogers wasn't sacked. He left through mm. mutual consent. Look, mm. he was sacked. You know what I mean? I mean, we don't. Any sacking club doesn't want any stories coming out about how they they, they were, etc. And no. managers don't, and they come to an agreement, and they say, "Look, we'll say this, pay you some money, and we'll all keep quiet." Exactly. You yeah. know, do you read Rob Tanner in the Athletic at all? Uh, I don't because I'm too poor. <laughs> it's pound a month, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, but he he made the point uh, as well about the uh, you know nobody lined up etc. But mm. uh, I've got to say, Scott says oh, good evening to told you. Uh, was it coincidence when we played Forest away? Uh, Sean Dyche was there to watch in person uh, as both clubs at the time. Uh, where they are now, yeah. I mean, I've got to say one thing about Dean Smith, and I admire him for it. Mm -hmm. He said he saw the game uh, on against. Um, God, it's, it's gone out my mind who we actually played. It was that awful at the weekend. Sorry, Bournemouth. Bournemouth. That's it. How can I forget Bournemouth? But he actually watched the game, and he still wanted to come. Uh, yeah. But he's obviously seen something there, and he's looked at that, and he's got he's obviously because it's a it's a win win for him, isn't it? You know, we go down, and he can say, "Well, look, you know, guys, I had eight games. What do you, what do you want me to do?" Yeah. Keeps us up. His stock goes. Ah, well, all three of their stock goes through the roof again. Norwich is yeah. forgotten about, and he'll either get himself. I mean, in fairness, if he keeps us up, quite rightly, I think, and a, a, a full time. Or another mm -hmm. club will will be you know after him. Yeah, I'm going to say you know I think sensible sensible managers would see it as an opportunity. Those who who didn't make a particular good success over their last one would see it as a as, as a good opportunity. At the end of it, you know, you, if if you take the take the league position away, which you can't, but you looked at the squad. Yeah. You know, that's still a very good squad for a confident set of coaches to work with. Mm. It I mean, really is about 
organisation and instilling some confidence uh, and a bit of belief and getting them enjoying playing football again. We play better when we're when we're smiling, when Madison's smiling on a football pitch. And all he's been doing the last few weeks is snarling at the ref. You know, so that you can see that frustration. He, he spends more time berating the ref than he does his own players. Uh, mm. So you can see that that's sort of hampered him a little bit. Some players take the captaincy, other players it weighs a little bit heavy. I'm sure he's very proud to do it, but I think I think he's a thoughtful player and I think it weighs heavy on his shoulders. You saw the interviews afterwards, you know, mm. he you know, he took that personally and you know, he made the mistake, so so he should. But uh but I think it was more than that. No, I agree. And I, I, I've been using the example of Ian Botham. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a, an amazing cricketer, but as soon as he was made captain, it his form went out the window. Yeah. Because he just could not just go out there and just concentrate on what he was good at. But um we will be look we're not I'm not gonna ask you to pick a team because there's no way we can know what Dean Smith's gonna do or anything. So I won't put you through that. Um yes. although we do we still have a foot in both camps, a chance to draw a level oh. this week. And I'm yeah, giving I'm looking you forward a nice to that. Sorry? Looking forward to that, Chris. Well, I'm sure you you've what, dug one out. It's an easy <laughs> I've I think I've given you an easy one, if I'm honest All with right, you. Okay. Um Derry said, Chris, like Steve Lannett said, half the players are leaving and don't give a poo. Well, he got he got Tielemans smiling. Well, I said, we'll come on to the players uh, in a, a later in the show. But th- these are the games this weekend. And to me, if I'm honest with you, he's had four days, in essence, since Tuesday to actually come in a, a, and play. So it's not the greatest length of time. Um and then he has got Man City up. But let's be honest with you, if Man City go out and stuff us 4-0, we w- none of us would be surprised. No. Even if we you know, even if we were, you know, sixth, seventh, or eighth, and then they did it, we still mm. you know, it, it's Man City. So really, I don't think he's sort of got much to lose with this one. What in what no, we need I, to see off him sorry, is a performance. Yeah, I think he's going to look at this almost as a uh, a step up of a training session, you know, yeah. to see what he's got to work with. You know, not just the talent, because they're all talented footballers, to, but to see more about uh, the character. You know, what, what, what character have they got? Are they going to go out there with their chests puffed out and they want to put on a show? If, if a team wants to show that they're up for the fight, Nothing, nothing better than going away to Man City. To be honest, yeah. you know this is where you can show that whether you've got something. So I think he will learn quite a lot from this from this game. If we go one or two down, can we stick together as a, a as a team? Can we learn to not you're not closing out again because we're not winning, but but shutting up and um, and protecting what you've got almost, even if you know. And I've said it to a couple of people at work. A two-nil loss to me is worth a point because it protects the goal difference, and that goal difference yes. is worth a point. Yeah. So I think that'll be in the back of the minds as well that they don't want to get turned over. I'm not looking for anything. Or I'm not expecting anything too uh, outrageous in terms of uh, formation. I'm thinking that he will look to keep it tight, but then have players who can transition quick. And get 
get the quickest players on the pitch that he can. So I'm fully expecting to see Daka there for a start. Um, and, and that's the way you, I think you have to go there. You know, everybody says you should go and, and just sort of play, go gun-ho, it's a free hit or whatever, but it's not in the, 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 the predicament we're at that we need to protect that goal difference. So for me, you keep it tight and you play on the break. Our goal difference at the moment is minus 12. It is the best mm. apart from West Ham, who yeah. have suddenly found the nap. They're playing tonight, I think, actually, aren't they, West Ham? Um, they drew, I think. I think they, they were held to a draw by Genk. Oh, were they? Wow. Um, so. so, I mean, they're on minus 12 as well. But I say they've, 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 they've found the knack of winning ugly games 1-0. and They have, but they also got turned over by Palace 5-1. No, that was Leeds, wasn't it? Oh, it was Leeds, sorry. That's yes. an absolute lie. I'm just, I'm just feeding you lies, Chris, to make yourself look good. <laughs> Well, thank you, because that's usually leads. my job. Right. I'm usually extremely good at saying, why don't you pick a player that's out from the youth team with <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. see> <laughs> So, so I'm pleased that people, hang on, what time? I'm going to have to click that, 23.39. Yeah, uh, <laughs> even the great wise old owl himself is susceptible to the odd slip-up. But I'm, no, I'm, still, no, I'm still reeling from you being a member of the Wu-Tang Clan, to be fair, Chris. <laughs> I've blinded you with it, haven't I? Yeah. Um, uh, you've, I've actually got two. I've bought another, not the same, obviously, but I've bought another one. But look, yeah, so Bournemouth are minus 12. We're minus 12, but you've got Bournemouth on minus 29. Leeds on minus 15, so they're a bit closer to us. Everton minus 20. Forest minus 30. Southampton minus 27. Like you say, that could be the point. If we stay up on goal difference, I do not give a shite. No, no. Uh, and I think that's, you know, I, I would not be surprised if it comes down to goal difference at the end of it. It's it's so tight. It's, it's developing, though, isn't it, these last few games? You're starting to... Th- you, you, early on, when you're not right in the bottom three, you start thinking you want everybody to draw, you know. Um, yeah, close, Scott, close. Eight, 82 um, up front, is that? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Bloody hell. <laughs> um, yeah. When when you when you're in the mix of at the bottom, you want everybody to draw. You know, so everybody gets a point, uh, yeah. and then it, it, it you know everybody stays close. When you're in that bottom three, you start getting to that point where you think, okay, well we want t- uh, a couple of them to start getting away because every point counts. So when Palace go and put five pass leads. You know, two weeks ago, you would have think that's a really bad result because you want everybody to stick around. But now it's like, OK, Palace, off you go. Go and beat everyone else who's down there uh, yeah. and keep them down with us. And I think that's how it's going to develop over the last uh, the next couple of weeks. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking, look, looking at these games. Um, oops, he says, let me just go back up a little bit. Um, so Villa are safe. They're, they're not to worry about it. Um Everton are playing Fulham. Now, this is the worry that we've got because we are going to lose. I, well, I know I'm being pessimistic, but it's not, chances are we're going to lose to Man City. Now, Everton at home playing Fulham with no Mitrovic could mm. could get something from that. Yeah, because Fulham are not in, not in good form at the moment, Fulham. No, no. Um, Palace, Southampton... We can but hope that Palace do another 5-1 because, again, 
Roy's come in, and we all laughed at Roy, didn't we? But you know, yeah. he's come in now. He's you know, if he can do us a favour, and, and uh, I mean Southampton, everybody's saying Southampton's down, but they're only two points behind us. Um, yeah. So we could do with Palace doing us a favour there. Bournemouth are at Spurs. Well, God, I don't know if TM's still in or not. Bless her. We just don't know what Spurs is going to turn up, do mm. you? You know. And then Wolves Brentford, but then you've got to, on Sunday. You've got Forest at Manchester or Forest hosting Manchester United, mm-hmm. and they are better at home. Uh, you got West Ham at home to Arsenal. You think that Arsenal should win that, and obviously Monday night Leeds are hosting Liverpool, and Leeds have already beaten Liverpool. So there's some yeah. games in there that teams around us could be getting points or even mm-hmm. three this weekend. Yeah, I mean, yeah, by the end of the weekend, it could look even bleaker. But um, I think the fact is that we've then got three or four games. Oh yes, that are winnable. Having yeah. said that, you know, Bournemouth was winnable, Palace was winnable, yes. Villa was winnable. You know, we've had a lot of winnable games that we haven't won. So, um, mm. but no, I know what you yeah. mean. Those four games will, de- in my eyes will decide our future. I mean, we've got uh, Wolves at home, isn't it? Yeah. Everton at home. Everton at home, Leeds away Mm -hmm. and Fulham away. Mm. And I think it's the last match for Mitrovic before he comes back. Um, So something has fallen Mm. for us. And then we've got Liverpool, which (laughs) could be winnable then Newcastle, and then West Ham. And I think West Ham are going to be safe, to be honest with you. But, yeah, like I can say, and that's why I'm glad we've got this game now. Let's do it, get it out of the way, learn from it. Um, I can't see him doing a Brendan and saying, look, you know, let's try and keep it down to, you know, let, let's let's stick eight behind the ball and, and go for a, a def, you know, a, a, a try and get a draw. Because he, he wouldn't learn anything from that, would he? No, I think I think he'll be pretty solid across the middle and then have two or three up front and just try and get the ball to them as quickly as possible um, uh, and see what they can do, but without leaving yourself exposed. Yes. You know, yeah. um, the, the worst thing you can do is start going gung-ho and then Man City, you know, can cut you to pieces with two or three passes. So, uh, you know, as long as we get, get past Mares scoring in the first 10 minutes, which we know he, he, he probably will... <laughs> Um, well, Pep apparently is facing Erling Haaland and Kevin De Bruyne decision ahead of Leicester City clash. Right. Uh, and again, they play, did they play this week in the Champions League? Yeah, they played against Bayern Munich, didn't they? What was the score? I didn't... They, they beat them 3-0. Did, oh, right. Well, yeah. damn. Uh, well, no, no, I mean, he, he's still, you know, he needs his best team on the pitch because if you, you go away to Bayern Munich and, and let a couple of goals in early on, then you're up against it. So I I, I think he sees that as the, the bigger game, but he can't afford to not win this one with them playing ahead of Arsenal. Yes, yes. Um, but, well, you know, it's interesting to see, like you say, how he, he might he might not start with them. But it'd be interesting yeah. to see, uh, like you say, the Champions League, he wants that. You know, yeah. he wants that so much. And the owners Just, want it so much, don't yeah. they, you know? And we know uh, that, um, you know, if, if if he decides to leave De Bruyne and Haaland on the bench, you know, the rest of the squad is shocking. So, um, 
<laughs> That's true. You know, just play Mares or Grealish or Foden or yeah. God knows however many others that they've got. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I forgot what I was going to ask you now. You made me laugh. Um, it, yeah, Dean Smith, he's got a bit of a penchant for playing two up front. Yeah. As I say, I, I, I can see him doing that. You know, we don't know. I, I haven't heard much about the injury status of Harvey Barnes. I don't know if anybody else has or whether he said anything. Uh, I don't think he did a press conference today, did he? I've got a feeling he was doing it tomorrow. Yeah, it looks uh, like it's going to be tomorrow. Um, yeah. I think Tielemans... Maybe, maybe he's yeah. asked for that because he, he needs more time on the pitch, yes. you know, just to yeah. come in. Yeah. Well, Tielemans has been pictured back on the training pitch. Yeah. Um, yeah, having a laugh and a joke by all accounts. You know. Yeah, well, it was in that video because it? it showed yeah. the first one and where Vardy, yeah. you know, the great, the typical Vardy greeting. Hey, up you! Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but it's yeah, it's great to see. The only player I didn't see with a smile on his face was Soyuncu, but like I say, we'll come yeah. to that later. I mean, mm. just to go through some stats and go get them out of the way very quickly because mm. they are worried. We've got Darren England in the middle, um, mm. and uh, we have VAR. Is um, Stevie Wonder? <laughs> yeah. Well, does it matter who's on VAR? Let's be honest mm. with you. Uh, I tell you what, Howard Webb's going to have a busy job in the summer, you know. Mm. Um, but then let us have a look at this. Twenty-three times we've met in the Premier League. Um, they've won fourteen. We've won seven. They've won six at home, but we've won five away. Um, so it's not, I mean, you know, let's not forget it wasn't a million miles away when we beat them 6-3, was it, or something, on yeah. the second game of the season. But look, that, that was then and this is now and it's two completely different stories. I mean, they beat us 6-3 uh, earlier on in the season, but then again, so was everybody, yeah. you know. And they beat us 1-0 with a wonder goal, uh, wonder free kick from Mr De Bruyne earlier in the yeah. season. Um, but the, this is the scary one. Uh, the form going into this game. Oops, that was the matches. Sorry. Uh, the form going into this game. There's a lot of green on the left, isn't there? But not much on the right. Yeah, it looks like an episode of Squid Game, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and probably the same outcome. Yeah, I think so. You. Um, but uh, it, it, look, you know, we, we've, we've got to draw this line in the sand, haven't we? Yeah, uh, um, yeah. I, I mean, we 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 have to, as I say, he he, he it's not a free swing, but it, it it is really in terms of he will hopefully learn a lot about what he's got, and we all know that it's the games after this one that are going to be the ones that keep us up or not. Um, this is, as I say, like a glorified training session for yes. him to uh, to try. Try some players, you know. Try some formations. Try some partnerships, um, and I think that's really important. What's what's going to be important, and what's been missing, has been that sort of camaraderie and team spirit. And obviously, you 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 watch it on online, Chris, or on TV when it's live, and and maybe the camera doesn't pick up a lot of it. Mm. But there's been a lot more arguing between players in these past few games of, of players. You know, not, not falling out, but shouting at each other, questioning, questioning each other. 
there's been a yeah. lot of that that probably hasn't been picked up on cameras um of of calling you know each other out pl- trying to lay the blame at each other's doors it's not an overly happy camp hopefully these three coming in and and brightening the mood and putting a smile back on them can can get some of that team spirit because at the end of it that's what carried us through in the in the days that we we were successful the days under Ranieri when Shakespeare was there it was a collective team spirit it wasn't that that team was any more talented than the players we've got now they had a collective team spirit and team bonding that got them through and hopefully some of that can rub on with Shaky coming back totally I mean as well Shakespeare obviously he did the great escape um, and then he also had his own mini great escape when he took over from Ranieri. It wasn't yeah. quite the same, I, I will agree. So he knows what it takes. And, you know, yeah. there's still players there that, um, you know, uh, he will remember of Livardi being the obvious one. Um, do you think that they're going to... I mean, they surely can't do what Adam Sadler did and just say, well, we're just going to do do what the, what the last guy did I don't think so I think they'll have their own ideas you know you can't come in and replicate because at the end of it it's your team it's your tactics they're your players now they will play the way you want them to play not the way they want to play and I yeah. think it was very encouraging as well more of the stuff that was coming out and from what I saw on that clip when they released it from the training sessions was something that Dean Smith said about it's what you do with your possession and we need to get more shots off. And we know that that's been an issue for us. We're not, we we can have a lot of possession, but we don't turn it into chances or shots on goal. Our, our shots on goal ratio in the last few games has been absolutely shocking. And I don't know if you noticed in that clip that they released where they were playing a very quick transfer three on three. It was all about get the ball, get a shot off, and then switch yeah. players. Get the ball, get a shot off between the two or three of your three against three get a shot off and then switch players. And it was all about that, getting into those places uh, places higher up on the pitch and making sure there's some kind of end product and making the keeper work. Yes. To be honest, Chris, the last few games we've played, you know, you could have had that job, you know. <laughs> you, you I'd could have, have been an opposition keeper. I'd have had that job, I'll tell you now. <laughs> you, could have had, you could have been an opposition keeper, mate, and, uh, and you'd oh, have been fine. Oh, I see fine. what you mean. Sorry, I thought yeah. you yeah, yeah. So you'd have been an opposition keeper walking away with your 400 grand a week and you'd not had to do anything. Leaning up against the, 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 the post. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you can do a do a Casper in uh, uh, just hanging from the goalposts. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember, do you remember um, the, the Great Escape year? And we always yeah. say with that one, I can remember, let's say, you know, seven and a half hour return journey, every home game to see us lose and that mm-hmm. getting there wasn't so bad because we always drove up there with hope me and my son but driving back yeah. after we'd lost it was like oh god you know three and a half hours it was like we we're just driving 20 minutes home but do you know what i can't remember us ever actually blaming the players be- hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Away days are great, but when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Muck Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Because they left mm. it on the pitch. They were fighting. Yeah. And, you know, we, we, we bought a certain uh, Cramerich. And I remember yeah. him coming on. And the problem we had in a few of those games is, it, again, it looked like some of the players were afraid to shoot. Yeah. So, but Cramerich came on. All right, some of that was wide over, what have you. But at least he said, I've got the ball. The goal's there. I can see it. I'm going to shoot. Yeah, I love Cromerich. I was really disappointed when we got rid of him. He he never really had a run of games. Um, I think Gary Taylor Fletcher probably got a better run of games when he was here than Cromerich got. I'm trying Um, to get him on the show, so don't upset him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I love Cromerich, but... Yeah, I you know did. when you again, you know, and hopefully Shakespeare can bring some of that great escape back because we were very much the seeds of the championship winning team were sown there. Yeah, that we sat back, we drew teams on, and then we hit them on the break, and we did it time after time after time with using the pace of Vardy uh, to get away and uh, and get uh, get shots on goal, and hopefully. They can bring some of that back, and uh, and we can do it. Keep it tight. Just play on the break. Play in bursts. You know, don't try and cause yourself to run around end- endlessly, chasing lost hope, ch- chasing lost balls, or God knows what. Hmm. Get in the shape and then play in bursts. Yeah. Scott says, "What is Dean's track record of bringing youngsters in?" I think two words to that is Jack Grealish. Yeah. <laughs> look, look uh, what he had on him. But I also remember, um, I seem to think there was a cup game against Liverpool um, when there was a lot of talk that Liverpool, I think, were... Well, something had happened and Villa, I think it was Villa had to play a load of kids. I can't remember what it was, but I remember there was a young kid came on and scored scored either an equaliser with like his first or second touch. So I think he's always been one who's who's, who's tried to bring youngsters through if they're there. And when you're working, you know, in the lower leagues, that's your best chance to to to, yeah. to find players to bring youngsters through to get players on loan and try and develop them. Yes, and I think as well, <laughs> the youngsters are going to. Win. We don't need youngsters for the next eight games. We no. need players that have got the experience that that aren't going to freeze. Um, yeah, the argument is, well, the youngsters don't play with any fear, etc., etc. but there's a hell of a lot of responsibility on them. Um, and I, I don't think we even need to think about youngsters for the next eight games. Let's put players out there that can, uh, that can, like you say, battle and, and, and leave themselves yeah. on the pitch for me. Uh, Randy's in. I love the name. Randy Marsh. You a brother of Je- no, Jesse at all? Is he a family relation? Uh, this should be a fashion channel. Please <laughs> addressing out and Chris uh, rocks the wood. <laughs> I did not realise that I would get such a response to wearing this top. <laughs> um, uh, 
but it ended just saying thank you so very much, Randy says best LCFC channel. Thank you, really does appreciate that. Not just for myself, but for the likes of Craig and Brad and everybody else as well. It means a lot to us. So thank you very much. Yeah. Not the biggest, but we just try to have a laugh and a joke, don't we? Talking about a laugh and a joke. Um players that have sort of frozen out a little bit under mm. um under our previous bell end. Um I saw him in the video, the video of when sort of, they were walking down for breakfast. I mean, that's not bad, mm-hmm. like a bloody hotel, isn't it? Walking down there <laughs> and getting breakfast, bloody hell. Um, and I didn't see Cag smile, did you? No, no, I didn't. He, um, to be honest, though, during all the time he's been here, I'm not sure I've seen him smile that much. No, um, no, but he did look like a player almost that like a new teachers come in or or maybe you know a, some parents have come into a foster home and uh, you know he's trying to make eye contact and hope that they pick him um but you would hope that particularly with John Terry coming in that there is a clean slate there for him uh, and Vestergaard you know they're both experienced defenders um and and any new manager coming in should have that as as the as the first thing that they do, you know. I'm sure that when they've called all those players together, the first thing or one of the first things they've said is that the first thing would be how the hell have you got yourself in this mess? Second one would be it's a clean slate, you know. We're going to take everything on merit. We know there's quality in the squad. Go out there on the training pitch. Forget anything that's happened in the past. This is a new regime. Go on the training pitch. Show me what you've got. I mean, there's something gone went on between Soyuncu and um, and and uh, uh, Belend because it wasn't just a case of well, he's not doing it at training. I'm mm-hmm. sorry that no. that just to me just doesn't smack of uh, uh, of that. Um, whether his head got turned when, you know, there was talk about him, you know, being linked with Madrid or somebody. Um, but then again, that's natural. Then it's down to the manager to bring him back down to earth and manage that, you know. Exactly. Um, but it says here, you know, however, he wasn't included, even included in the squad under Sadler and Stahl. Uh, and he has three of Harry Sutar, Wes Faze, Daniel Amati, and fit again Johnny Evans to overtake in the pecking order. Well, to be honest with you, for me, he's third choice in that. Um, Sutar yeah. and Faze, possibly. Um, although, I mean, again, when Sadler drops Sutar because he's tired after coming back from Australia. Sorry, when you're in the championship, you're playing two games a bloody week. You know? And if you're tired, you, you miss the next game that you come back. You don't play and then... Exactly. Yeah, exactly. none of that made any sense. No. None of their decisions and, and squad decisions or team, team decisions made any sense, to be honest. Uh, Scott was shot. We are coming on to Vestergaard next, so hold, hold your hat there, Scott. Hold your hat. Uh, the, JT looks like he's a no-nonsense coach in the Pearson's mould. Um uh, yeah, what about Vestergaard and Sutar together to tour one? Before we go on to Vestergaard, mm. I mean, you know, I you know I'm a fan of Amate, mm-hmm. and we would we would have been in the deep doo doos if it hadn't been for him with all the injuries we've had. 
be interesting to see how many injuries off the field injuries we get. I'll say off the off the playing field injuries we get now that Dean Smith's in. We certainly didn't get yeah, quite yeah. as many for the last two weeks, but yeah, yeah. you know, there we go. We we can all see that, but nobody at the club could. Um, so I love Daniel Amati, but I'm sorry, he is he does have his limitations. You know, um, he's gone for me from a like, oh my god, don't have him anywhere near the first team. To yes, mm-hmm. he should be in the squad at least. Uh, but I would have had Soyuncu above Daniel Amati. Um, so your thoughts on that? And then I can ask you about Johnny Evans. Um, for me, I'm. Uh... And I remember going back probably 18 months ago um, when we had Richard Smith on the show um, mm. once the ex-Leicester centre-half, yeah. Richard Smith, was on. And I do remember asking him the question, because it's something that I've always believed in, uh, but is often overlooked as to how important it is to have right-sided and left-sided centre-halves. Uh, and he said... It, it it's very, very important. So because you build those relationships with your left back, with the left-sided midfield players, you you naturally turn certain ways, you defend certain ways, you see the play on certain ways. As soon as you're switched sides, it all becomes a bit of a, a bit of a mess. Your positioning is wrong because you take your a left-sided uh, centre-half takes his position from the right side and vice versa, or from their, their full-backs. So when you moved around, so depending on who you're looking and where you think your weak spot may be, if he's playing fast on the right, Suter on the left, then, yeah, you would naturally think if Suter's looking a bit dodgy, it would be Soyuncu for me because he's a naturally left-sided player. If you're looking yeah. on the right, I think it's Amati because you don't necessarily want to be moving right-sided and left-sided defenders across each other and making the play on the on the other side. So I think there's room for both of them on the bench to give yeah. you the best cover. Agree totally. For me, I'd, 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 I think he'd, I'd like to see him back. I think we've, yeah. we've done that. Evans, fit again. Um, I mean, I can't, I can't say that, you know, he... he he let us down when he came on for his five minutes against whoever it was the other week because uh, he then got an injury, funnily mm. enough. They're going to sneeze. <laughs> One second, excuse me. Bless you. Oh, excuse me. I couldn't mute the microphone quick enough then. Um, I do apologise. Excuse me. Uh, and thank you for your blessings. Um, but, again, does he does he come in with his experience? I think I the only way of Evans, in fairness, <laughs> let's say it wouldn't surprise me, um, because of who we're playing, that you need experience and you need defenders who talk, um, to make sure that you're not dragged around because that's what Man City love doing. They love dragging. How are you doing? Hope uh, hope's all, all's going well. I know it's been a tough time for you, but congratulations on the uh, on the promotion. Yeah. Um, yeah, Man City want to drag you around. You know they want to drag defenders out of position. So from that perspective, you want a little bit of experience. You want someone who will talk the way through the game. It was funny watching it the other night. The most vocal defender on the pitch the other night was uh, Daniel Amati. He was yeah. the one who was pointing and shouting and trying to get players in the right positions. 
Um, and he's taken more of that responsibility on board the last sort of 18 months, I see. Yeah. But long answer to a, to a, a short, brief question. It wouldn't surprise me if he plays Evans, if yeah. he's fit. He's, it's, I know everybody says with Evans, well, he, you know, he plays it sideways, it? but I don't think he plays it sideways or, or plays out from the back in the same way as everybody else. Because I think for him, and I'm, I could be wrong here, you, you, you know, you've watched him live. I, I, I well, it's been a few years since I have, yeah. but is it a case of he's looking to see what he can do and he hasn't got an option? But if he's got players that are moving for him up, up front, yeah. and he's got, you know, and that's half the time the trouble is, I've seen, well, again, I've, I've seen only seen what I've yeah. seen on the TV, but quite often, Leicester players have got the ball and there's nobody there for them to to, to pass around to. Yeah, I think that's very much a coach's uh, philosophy that he's been, uh, he's been um, <laughs> stuck in there. I think it's drilled into them to keep possession at all costs almost. Don't forget, you know, Johnny Evans came from West Brom. They weren't a team who played possession football. You know, that's been drilled into him since he's been there with um, uh, with Brendan Rodgers to me. Mm. Um, so I, I I think, yes, he, he dallies on the ball and you know that that's frustrated me so much. Um, but I think it was because they were constantly seeing the pictures that were drilled into them on the training pitch that you need to be here. I've got the ball here. You should be there. There should be another man there. And in, unless you get into those positions, I'm not going to pass you the ball. I'm not prepared to take a chance and miss someone out. That's one of the most frustrating things where you can see opportunities to miss a player out, but they go through the, you know, from the left side to the to the right side to the fullback where you can just cut players out. And there seemed to be a reluctance to do that. But I think that was drilled into them by Rogers, to be honest. And I would hope, from what Smith has said, um, that they need to transition quickly, that if he does play Evans, he's given instructions to get the ball into midfield a lot quicker. Yeah. Um, and you know what, Mark? You know my thoughts on playing out from the back. I think it's suicide. Yeah. <laughs> you do, you know. We see, we see it a lot, not just at Leicester. You know, remember the goal that... Uh, uh, that um, Harry Maguire gifted us in one game. You know, I yeah, think yeah. it's just, you know, if you're playing it, and, and also as well, obviously, while we're playing it about at the back, and I don't know that it was you that mentioned it before, it gives the opposition time to to, to regroup. Of course they do, yeah. I, I mean, it's the most basic thing, and, and anybody who can't see that, I, I just don't understand it. You know, you get the ball quickly, you've broken up an attack, players are out of position, from the opposition, move it quickly into the gaps that they've left. Not just hang on to it and let them regroup and then try and break them down. We, we're not yeah. good enough to do that. No. Teams get hurt when you move the ball quickly through the thirds of the pitch. Yeah. Um, I'm just going through the four players here that the Mercury have sort of highlighted um, that, that could get... A, a, a... How have you managed to get rid of all the ads to see what they've actually written, Chris? Don't, don't, don't uh, curse it. <laughs> it's actually one that they've actually written and not just taken a headline and built a story around. Mm. Good evening, Jason. Um, Yannick Vestergaard. This is not to suggest that Vestergaard is suddenly going to start every City game from now until the end of the season. Uh, he may not play at all, but he at least has a clean slate under Smith. 
He is now back in training with the rest of the first team, having been ordered to work alone by Rogers after an unauthorised interview in which he was critical of the former City boss. There are plenty of centre-backs at City still likely to be ahead of Vestergaard in the pecking order, so it may be that he does go through the campaign without making a single Premier League appearance. But if he can impress in training, he may get the nod if City are defending deep and want somebody to guard against balls into the box. Yeah, you, you had me until you said guard against balls into the box, to be honest, because um, <laughs> not since Ian Ormond droid have I seen a player jump shorter than he actually is when he's standing <laughs> still. Um, what I would say is where Vestergaard, Vestergaard comes into his own is if you're potentially playing a back three and yeah. there's someone who can step out of the middle of a back three because he is decent with the ball at his feet and he can pick a pass. And I yeah. remember going back a couple of seasons, there was a great um, a, a, a montage of him playing for Southampton against Man City where he played exactly that role in the middle of a three, stepping out because they often don't didn't play with a number nine pressing the centre-half that it allows the middle centre-half to step up and start spraying balls into midfield. So I think in certain games, if that's the way they want to go with a back three, I could see him coming in. I don't think... I feel sorry for the guy because here he had a manager who'd been chasing him for two or three seasons, had tried to get hold of him the season before. Um, yes, he was a, we know he was a panic buy because of what happened with Fafana and the injury, um, but that was down to Rodgers buying the wrong player. So when you are coveted so much by a manager, you're going to think, yeah, I'm going to go there because he's going he's gonna to want me, he's going to play me. He hasn't been used at all. Um, and I don't think he's been any worse than, say, Daniel Amata. You, you could maybe argue with that. Uh, he's not really been given the chances. But then he's bought a player that doesn't fit into, like you say, into the system as a manager that he's using. No, I think the only thing you can say is that he's not aggressive enough. Mm. But then, because Brendan always said he likes aggressive defenders. Yet, until Fast came to the club, the most aggressive defender we had at the club was Soyuncu. And he kicked him out of the team for being overly aggressive. Um, you know, and going into challenges in the wrong areas of the pitch. But that was just Brendan just not making any sense whatsoever and contradicting himself. Um, oh, sorry, I'm, sorry, I'm... sorry. I have to take you. I have to take you to task on that. Brendan contradicting himself. I'm not sure. You know, I, I'm convinced uh, that there's a that there's a there's a tw there's a Jekyll and Hyde to uh, to Brendan. I, yeah. I'm sure there is. I mean, he he falls out with players. He he alienates players, but he's done it wherever he's gone. Uh, to be mm. honest, it's it's a repeated thing. You know, you hear the same stories coming out of Celtic, same stories out of Liverpool that he did exactly the same to to players. Is a bit of uh, a bit of a narcissist, I think. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that's all behind us now. But I can see, as I say, clean slate for everybody. Yeah. And you know, and it and it it would naturally give those players a lift to know that you know. Ding dong, the witch is dead, as it were. You know that, yeah. um, that there's a brave new world there where you I may actually witch, get a few minutes you? on the pitch. Pardon? You did say witch, <laughs> <I> did, <yes. laughs> but no, I, it, like I say, 
he, he, I think, like you say, what I, I just think he, you know, I, I can understand him doing that um, interview, if I'm totally honest with you, um, because of the way he was treated. But anyway, like you say, that was then, this is now. The third player that there's mentioned is Dennis Pratt. Uh, yeah. Smith has said he wants he's wanting energy in the performance, and that is something Pratt usually provides. Unless Tielemans comes back, he could become an option. The midfield mm. of City's downfall against Bournemouth with Wilfred Ndidi and Bubakari Sumare not offering themselves enough to take the ball from defenders, which we, we mentioned before, didn't we? No options. Yeah. Um, forcing James Madison to drop deep, and we, we know what that what happens with that. Mm. If Pratt can show a willingness to be busy, Smith could turn to him. He would feel like a fresh face too, having only started one of City's run of eight games without victory. Mm. Also, with Harvey Barnes potentially out of the weekend's game, and uh, Pratt is also an option on the left wing where he was played previously. Uh, this would or oh, this would allow Smith to play his preferred formation. Here we go, four two three one. Okay, where have we had that one before? Yes, yes. Um, I, I, again, I don't think Pratt has been used enough. You know, I, I love the guy. Yeah, no, he's he's clearly a, a you know, well, most Leicester fans can see it. You know, he's, he's a he's a talented player. He's a clever player, I think, and I think that's the the frustrating thing that we've got Madison, but when Tielemans, um uh, was out the team, we we lacked a little bit of guile. And what mm. Pratt does, I would say Pratt is the best player at exploiting space when he hasn't got the ball. He makes some very good runs into space, Pratt. He's, uh, he is a very clever player, and I would hope that he would get some pitch time. Again, he uses the ball well and he keeps the ball well, and that's been our problem. We've got uh, players who turn the ball over much too quickly. As much as I love him, Dewsbury Hall can overrun the ball a lot. Wilfred, indeed, his first touch, uh, well, his second touch is a tackle. Um, so we know that that's where there's let down, particularly against Man City. You're going to get so little of the ball, you can't afford to yeah. give it them back quickly. So I would imagine, again, from his team formation, he would be looking at players who can protect the ball when we have it. Yeah. And finally, um, Tete. Uh, he's not been out in the cold, but after starting seven of Rogers' final eight Premier League games in charge, he was dropped by Sadler and Stowell, failing to get on the pitch against Aston Villa and only coming on for the final 20 minutes against Bournemouth. Um, Smith's Villa were at their best when they got quick balls into Jack Grealish's feet and let him dribble up the pitch. Uh, there is an argument to say Tete and not Madison is statistically or stylistically, sorry, do you remember then, the stylistics, more <laughs> similar know. to Grealish given the Brazilian's tendency to run with the ball and the number 10's preference to play it forward. Um, do, you, do you think he's forgotten he's a Brazilian? <laughs> couple well, of things... having said that, you know, it was a close shave when we signed him. Yeah, I, I mean, a couple of things... <laughs> Ignoring <Yeah>. that... <laughs> You've just gone so gangster now, Chris. Um, um, a couple of things from the Bournemouth game in the last 20 minutes. Um, there were some substitutions meant, which meant uh, Samari got on the ball a lot more. And he had 20 minutes 
where he looked like the Samari that we all hoped that we'd bought. He was mm. getting the game. He was getting the ball. He was trying to dictate the play. He was playing progressive passes, following his passes. That's the Samari that we've not seen. And whether it's a positional thing, you can't ask him to be tracking back because uh, he, he just can't do it. But when he's being asked to play a bit more of an advanced role and start the attacks, he was he was pretty good with that. And the same for Tete when he came on. He looked a lot busier and he looked like he had a lot more urgency to get on with the game than he had done in the past few games. Interestingly enough, though, um, from Smith's perspective, now it may be just the fact that he had Grealish. If he plays with uh, a three across the middle, basically one up front with two wide men, he plays wide men on the side that they are footed. He doesn't look for the opposites to cut inside. So Grealish is predominantly, I think, is he a left footy? I, I could be getting this wrong as well. But he always looked like a player who wanted to go round the outside and the same on the other side with Villa, rather than players cutting back in. So it'll be interesting to see whether he's been in training trying to switch that up as well as, you know, yeah. playing Tete out on the left. Uh, you know, if, if Barnes is is out, as we expect that he might well be. Now, I don't know if you can be able to see this at all, but can can you um, see there's a certain Mr. Ian Wilson there, ex-player, oh, yeah, yeah. with a certain Alan Smith? Yeah. And if I go to the left a little bit, look who's there. Oh, Mr. Lineker. Yeah. The yeah. old boys reunion there. Eh? It was, wasn't it? Yeah. I don't yeah. know who's I don't know who's that. Who's that on the uh, to the side of Gary? I don't he looks familiar. Yes, he does. I'm not but... sure. Having said that, he looks a little bit like Derek Jacobi, but it's not him. Um, <laughs> no. Um it, I just yeah. I just said have a word with Gary, get him on the show. Um, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, <laughs> um Oh, God, Doug's in. Uh, <laughs> good evening, Doug. How are you? Um, I hope you are well. Uh, yeah, Ian's just um, sent me here because I haven't got everybody's predictions in. I'm still waiting yeah. for Jerry, um, which is fine because he's top. So if he doesn't give us a <laughs> quote, then uh, <laughs> we get to move up. Uh, and Craig, just a bit of it, you do need to move up. <laughs> I, I know that, Chris. I also saw the, uh, the the tables in the long ball. Is it the long ball? Um, yes. The one that Marshall does. Yeah. I, you, you know, I don't think you're in any position to be throwing stones uh, when I look at that one. Well, it's funny you should mention that because I've not been in it this year. Well, who's in it under uh, under the LTID then? I don't know. We set it up and we went for one one season and we kind of all sort of drifted away. Right. You're probably picking up points because I think the way that he does it, if you don't put your your, your scores in, you get an aggregate of everyone else's. So oh, that's right. probably why you, you're not bottom. <laughs> Are you still you're doing it? Off. Yeah. You're still I'll doing do it, it when I remember. Yeah. <laughs> this is the th this was the thing, wasn't it? Yeah. You know. Um, but anyway. Um Look, uh, let us go and uh, let's have a look at these score predictions because yeah. I haven't got them all because they didn't do the graph because I'm still not got them all in. Uh, you have gone 2-0 to Manchester City. 
I have. Um, it really pains me. I think it's the first time I've gone for a defeat. But as I said earlier, a two nil defeat is 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 like getting a point. So um, yeah, I'll take um, it. Brad has gone three two. He thinks it's going to be a goal fest. Three um, two to us or them? No, to them. No, can yeah, I just okay. say? Nobody has gone for us to win. Okay, let me just say that. Not even Brad in his most drunken state ever, or, you know, in his North Macedonian rants has gone for that. Um, I've actually gone 2-1. Somebody said in the in, on the show the other day, um, uh, said, um, <laughs> which, what was your score? I went 2-1. He said, who 2? I went City. <laughs> that one out. Um, so I've gone two one. So we've all gone losses. Jerry, we're still waiting for. Uh, Big Marshall doesn't mess about. He's gone four mm-hmm. nil. Um, Ian Wilson, who's just messaged me there, has gone three uh, nil. Steve Walsh has gone four nil. And Steve Linex, well, you know what he's like with his predictions. <laughs> he's worse than you. He's gone. He's gone one one for a draw. Um, nice. So we're all, we're all confident, aren't we? <laughs> Yeah, I don't think um, it's a su- surprise, really. No, no. That one is really bad, Doug. That one is really, really bad. Uh, and thank you very much. Yeah, just hit 1.80, but I'm not very, I'm not celebrating or anything because you know what it's like. Tomorrow you can lose two. And Burton's in. Good evening, Burton. How are you? I hope you are well. Uh, big game on Saturday for us, Sheffield Wednesday mm-hmm. at home. Is that a relegation or a promotion battle? Um, Chef Wednesday are uh, top, I think, at the moment. Oh, are they? Wow. Yeah. Right. So it's that time again. Time no, for the quiz master. Um, yeah, we go. Don't worry. There's no questions on the Wu Tang Gang. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it might as well be, to be honest. <laughs> look, I I looked at this, and I mean, there are some obvious ones. Right, you know, if yeah, I'd go gone, <laughs> I'd gone for Riyad Mahrez, that would have been too easy. Um, so look, you know, is it a manager possibly? You know, we oh, might have shared think... some managers there, you know. But uh, mm. as anybody that, that watches this esteemed channel knows, it's just something we've just started for a bit of fun, um, which is basically At my expense, <laughs> foot in both camps. Look, it's only three two. And, and you don't, you forget the questions that you used to ask me. That's true. Yeah. Revenge <laughs> is just best served cold. It is, and I this is this is uh, frozen. So remember, mm. let it go, let it go. Um, right. So foot in both camps. Who is this person that's had time at both these clubs that are meeting at the weekend? Yeah, great. For... Uh, wow. There's one one springs to mind, but only because of a couple of particular clubs. But I thought he had more clubs than that. Um, it's not. It's not our good friend Paul Dickel. That's for sure. Is it not? No, I don't think it is. Um, I don't think it's that thug Ben Thatcher. 
I like Ben Thatcher. Yeah, I, I do, but he was a thug. Um, <laughs> yes, maybe we could. That's what we could do with now. Yeah. Um, let me. I might be out on my years here. I might be a bit out on my years actually. Yeah, I, th I think I might be a bit too early with this player. Hang on. I know he played for a couple of these clubs, so I'm going to say him, but I think it's I think the timings are not right. So I'm going to say Mike Whitlock. Mike Whitlock. Wow. Um I don't know if he, he wasn't he wasn't one on my list to be honest with you. I'm um, guessing that I'm wrong then, Chris. Yes. <laughs> the clue was there, wasn't it, in my reply? Mike Whitlock, no, it wasn't. No, I think um, he, yeah, he was too early, I think, for those timings. But I know he was at Bolton. Yeah. Um, I thought the sure. Stoke City might have given it away to you, um, going from us to Stoke City, where he had a bit of a battle with a certain... Mr. Wise, who is not a very... He's a very small man. And it is Mr. No. Taggart. Oh, is it? All oh, right. Yes. Okay. Now, I have to be fair to you. Mm. I had no idea he'd played for Manchester City. I didn't know that he went to Stoke either, to be honest. Well, I knew he'd gone to Stoke because yeah. there was he had that famous incident mm. where he, he clashed with Dennis Wise. I'm not sure what club. I think he right. was at Chelsea or something. We'd, yeah. We weren't in the same division then, but it was uh, it was obviously after, you know, uh, yeah. um, after all the incidents when he was at Leicester. Yeah. So it, was, it wasn't particularly, I don't think, a big club. Uh, and it was in the middle of the pitch, and he, they went down, and uh, yeah, he, he he would try to strangle him, and apparently Leicester were just on because it was a late kickoff, and Leicester were on the bus going home, and watching it on the telly, and apparently he got the biggest cheer of the day. <laughs> <laughs> quite right as well. I mean, oh, quite right anybody who well. strangles him, yeah. I do love that story by um, <laughs> by. By Jerry, I really do. Uh, but uh, but talking talking of ex players, we've had a bit of a move around with the shows this week um, because uh, I thought I'd loaded it up and I hadn't. Where's it gone? It's up here. That's why I was looking in the wrong place. Tomorrow night, everybody, nine o'clock, we will be talking to Mister Melrose. Uh, he wasn't with us long, but he was with us for a certain game, which will go down forever in Leicester City's folklore. Um, I'm not looking forward to it because apparently he has got such a strong Scottish accent that I am. <laughs> <laughs> and I struggle with accents, I'm not going to lie. Um, totally, totally struggle with them. Uh, it's a bit like George's and, and what have you. But look, you know... Steve Lynott said, he was speaking to him on the phone recently, he said, and I couldn't understand the bloody word he said. I went, God help us. <laughs> look with that. <laughs> Not do that. Um, look, fingers crossed that we can still do it. Another great escape. Let's let let's hope so. Um, let, we, we, we just want a performance, don't we? Yeah, that's it. I think you want just to, just to come out of it with some encouragement that uh, that all is not lost. Yes, exactly. Um, if you can... <laughs> Doug, 
I have the I have the subtitle set up when I do your videos. <laughs> I always prefer it when you type me messages because then I can read them. Um, <laughs> there you go. Told you they said that was funny. Tackett on wise, hilarious, absolutely hilarious. Um, thank you so much. Um, I take it you're not going to the game with it being away. So have a good weekend with your family. Thank you very much. If you can stay on, because I just want to have a word with you regarding quizzes, so yep. um, uh, then I'm very quick. To, the the, the out, outro is a lot shorter than it was, so I won't keep you holding too long now, no but you haven't got time to go for a pee. So, <laughs> <laughs> Greg, the wise old owl, mate, thank you so very much, and I'll speak Cheers. to you in a second. Thanks, Chris. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Thank you to, to, to Craig there, um, or two. Or two, Craig. Yes. Um, revenge. <laughs> uh, it's been a long time coming and it tastes so good. Tomorrow night, like we say, nine o'clock, we will be here for uh, the interview with Jim Melrose. Really looking forward to it. If I can understand the bloody word he says, uh, I'm not, like I can say, I'm not confident after what Steve Lydick said to me. And I just realised I am such a name dropper, aren't I? Uh, look, thank you to everybody that was uh, in the chat tonight uh, and for joining us. Um, thanks and thank you for your thank yous. Uh, well done, uh, Doug, but not thank you for your jokes. But thank you to everybody else. Um, thanks to Craig for coming on. Always a pleasure to have him on. Thank you to everybody that's listened on uh, the podcast, uh, as we are on your favourite podcast platform. Um Please don't forget to subscribe to the channel if you are new. And even if you have subscribed or you've not, smash that like button. It really does help the channel. It gets us seen uh, in more places than we are currently because it will just come up on people's homepages. Look, I will see you tomorrow night. Um, this has been LTID TV. I've been Chris and this is Marilyn. Good night. These videos are so dreamy. Please like, comment, and subscribe. And don't forget to click the notification bell. That's all, folks. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mate's already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.